What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this solo episode on how to get unstuck. Hang on, I'm just starting my little timer here so I know how long we go. How to get unstuck, create balance, and expand your social circle as you grow. Really excited to do this episode. All three of these areas are near and dear to my heart. And let's go ahead and jump in with how to get unstuck. I know that in my life, I have been stuck many times. And the reason why is I believe we either are just snowballing with momentum. We're completely unstuck. We're crushing it. We have that flow. We have that like... Once things are going well, they can tend to stack and just get better and better and better. And you see those people where it's like the money's coming in, the relationship's good, they're in good shape, all these things. So it's I feel like you're either kind of getting a lot better and just keep moving in the positive direction, or you could say you're stuck and everything's the same, but I actually feel like you're kind of going in the wrong direction. Even if it's slowly, you're still moving down. Most people don't stay exactly the same. They usually either get better or worse. And so I know in my life, I've definitely been kind of felt stuck in that getting worse cycle. And I want to talk about some ideas on how to get out of that. So let's start there. And then we can go to creating balance in your life and expanding your social circle as you grow. So uh, first thing to ask yourself when you're feeling stuck or kind of moving, you're stuck in that moving in the negative direction is what do you need to give up? Even if it's temporary, temporary, (laughs) I was going to say temporarily, in order to get unstuck, get that positive momentum moving. So I've seen in my own life, for example, my business has been this awesome opportunity to coach people and help people and provide for myself financially, provide for my team financially. All these great things have come out of my business. However, when I get into phases, which have happened even earlier this year, of working so much, doing sales calls, spending all my time on my business, I start to neglect my physical body, my health and well-being, uh, my relationships, dating, all these different types of things, my personal development, probably most importantly. And what I realized was I was just going down this path of so much negative energy, negative momentum in 99% of my life or in nine out of the 10 categories of my life as I was pursuing my financial uh, wealth accumulation or my business's growth. And so... From there, I then had to look at what kind of limiting beliefs or fears were preventing me from surrendering temporarily certain aspects of my business. And I think the biggest thing was the fear of letting go of control, the fear and the uncertainty of, hey, if I don't kind of put everything into my business right now, what's going to happen to my finances? What's going to happen to my money situation? And that was very scary for me. A couple other examples. I've seen some people recently come to me for... Uh, coaching or advice and they they're asking like 
I just am not like my marriage is just not working out. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get that unstuck. We come up with a game plan, you know, get coaching, go to these meetups, go to community, go to these other men, do all these things. And then they're like, well, I just, but I can't because, you know, I have to watch like my nephew. I promised I would. And, and it's like, I understand that people have, you have responsibilities and some people have jobs and some people have these things. But the real thing that you got to attack is the fear underneath that. Like, what's the fear preventing you from saying, I'm going to temporarily step aside from that obligation that is, I'm not going to die if I set that aside in order to take care of myself and prioritize my mental health, my physical health, my well-being, my mindset, and all of these things. So really, the first way to get unstuck, unstuck is to identify what you need to sacrifice and obviously replace that with personal development, coaching, even physical training, getting to the gym, getting more rest, whatever that looks like. It's very often self-care, taking care of yourself, changing up your lifestyle, changing up your day-to-day, and then saying, okay, in order to do those things, what do I need to sacrifice either temporarily or maybe permanently? And then once you figure that out, which may be even hard to admit because you're so attached and connected or, or even addicted to certain types of other behaviors and then going after how to let go, how to resolve, how to step away from those things. I've just noticed so many people come to me, really big life challenges, really stuck. Okay, here's what you got to do. Oh, but I can't. Well, you can, you're just choosing not to. And I know it's scary or hard or uncomfortable, but the reality and the truth is if you don't temporarily step aside from these other obligations, quote unquote obligations, which if you stepped away from, would you die? Would that other person die? No. Okay. Go do the thing that you need to do for yourself to get unstuck and really challenging yourself on why you're, you're scared or unwilling to do that. The next thing is to get unstuck, you want to ask yourself, who can help you through this? So I remember in periods of my life where I was in really bad places, low places, dark places, one of the biggest things that helped me get out of that was people who were in really good places. They helped kind of lift me out of there. Now, I'm not saying like go find people to solve your problems for you. Go find others who can do the work on your behalf. But as you're actively pursuing freedom, healing, recovery, growth, getting unstuck, actively surrounding yourself with people who are either in a really good place themselves or wanting to help support you through that process. I just remember one time I was going through a lot with my business and I was just really in a bad place, really bad mindset, a lot of anger, a lot of fear, a lot of shame. And I just remember sitting on the beach with one of my friends and he just kept saying over and over, you could tell I was in a bad place. He just kept saying over and over again, all these nice things. Like, I think I was feeling so much rejection and just being like beaten down and like frustrated. And I started to take all the challenges I was having in my business very personally. And he just kept saying like, you're great. This is not about you. You're awesome. Like all these really positive affirmations towards me. And, and again, I know that that's kind of my job is to give that to myself. It's to go kind of pursue that on my own. But I really feel like it's kind of a 50 50 thing where in the sort of like new age pop psychology world, you're supposed to just stand in front of a mirror and like say all these things over and over again to yourself. 
But I do believe that if you combine kind of your own personal practice of lifting yourself up with also 50%, the other half being around people who are lifting you up and kind of speaking that life into you. And, um, and you obviously do the same back to them. It's kind of a two way street. You don't just want to like take from people, but in a season where you're really struggling to have those people kind of lift you up and pour into you in that way can really help you get unstuck. So those are two strategies that have really helped me get unstuck when I've been going through a lot. One, um, taking a really cold, hard truth, honest look at what are you either addicted to or holding on to that you need to just loosen that grip, let go of to create space for better self-care, better health, better physical, better mental health, all that stuff. And number two, who can help you through this? All right. Second topic is how to create balance in your life. Now, for sure, there's a lot of kind of overlap from this how to get unstuck because having balance often requires letting go of certain things as well. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is this idea of identity issues that people have. So I grew up outside New York City, parents, both lawyers, grandpa was a big lawyer, all these people in my family. And the the messaging growing up was very often, and not just from my parents, my parents were very kind of chill and like didn't put pressure on me with my career, but other people in my family and even other people adjacent to my family always talked about certain types of people as very positive, very much worthy, very much deserving of attention or significance or love. And those were often people who had big corporate careers. They either made a lot of money as an executive or as a business professional or a law professional. And so from this young age, being surrounded by these people talking so favorably about these successful individuals, I created an identity issue around, I need to go do those things in order to be worthy of love, in order to be worthy of um, attention, in order just to be worthy as a human, like in order to be good enough, I need to go accomplish and achieve those things. And so what happened was I created, I, I adopted this identity issue. And as a result, I then started working way too much, way too hard, pursuing money, pursuing success in order to feel like I would then be good enough. So Obviously, as I broke that and started to accept myself as I am and find my worth inside myself and not through the things that I've done, I've been able to create a lot of balance in my life. So the first thing that I want to encourage you guys to do if you're looking for more balance in your life is to ask yourself, what are you addicted to or what are you holding on to that's preventing you from creating balance in your life? What things are and also like, why do you think you need to do it right now? Because you can definitely go on to do these big, great things. But I think it's a combination of an identity issue and then also this like rush that you have to build this identity or do this, all this stuff like right now, this month, this week, this year. So if you were to look in the mirror and say, what if I was able to be good enough right now without doing all these other things in my career or professionally, then what would I be like allow myself to do in order to slow down, in order to create more balance and in order to not burn out in myself and in my life? So first thing really to consider is what are you holding on to either from a significance or an ego or a, a desire to be seen, approved, loved that's causing you to not create balance in your life, either working too much, pursuing too many goals, or maybe even like some kind of feeling of stuckness around that. 
Um, how else to create balance in your life? I, I think a big one for me has been, um, delegation of different things. And, you know, one of my favorite books of all time, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, he talks a lot about this and, you know, he can say, and I've said, <clears throat> you know, go to fiverr.com F I V E R R and go spend $5 and have someone do your next travel itinerary for you or do this thing. So I can tell you kind of practically how you can have more balance is through delegation. Um, but for a lot of people, when I tell them, like a lot of my coaching clients, for example, like business owners, coaches, entrepreneurs, individuals looking for help or mentorship that we, that I coach or my team coaches, we can tell, what I noticed is we used to just tell them, Hey, like, why don't you have balance? They would list the five things taking up their most time. And then I would say, okay, like these three things, go delegate them. And then week after week after week, they wouldn't have delegated them. And so what we realized was it's not just telling you, hey, go do an inventory on your schedule or your calendar and then cut out the thing that's taking up the most time or causing you the most stress. It's actually going a level deeper. Because what I've noticed is that identifying what's causing your problems with balance is only the first step. And what I mean by that is it's important to know and identify what is preventing you from having balance in your life. But then the next step that's typically required in order to actually resolve the problem and step away from those things is what emotion comes up when I challenge you to delegate or delete those things from your list. And it's usually fear. I would say or guilt, actually. I would say it's usually fear, but very often it can be guilt as well. So the fear is uh, control issues typically or trust issues. Like I'm scared that if I give this to someone else, it won't get done right or won't get done. Um, and then the guilt is that I don't deserve to have this delegated. And those are both actually kind of pretty big and real things. Um, you know, like the the fear is okay, like if I do delegate this, it might not get done or might not get done to the best of my ability. But the reality is it's an opportunity to grow in leadership and trust and training someone else. Um, or a lot of people, oh, I don't have, it's kind of like when I say, oh, how to get unstuck, like, you know, give your kids to babysitter one night a week. Oh, I don't have the money. Well, you, you have the money. You're just scared to spend it. So it's like the same thing here. I'm not asking you to go hire a $100,000 a year a luxury personal assistant to drive you around and give you foot rubs. I'm saying go on fiverr.com and spend $5 and delegate one thing a week and see what that would feel like. So fear around, I don't have the money. I can't do it. I can't afford it. It's not going to work. Well, great opportunity to learn how to trust and let go of control and surrender and delegate. And then if it's the guilt of, Oh, I don't deserve it. I'm not worth. Yeah. That's usually it's more the guilt now that I think about it because a lot of times people have $5 or $10 or $20. You could hire someone $20 an hour for three hours and come help clean your house or something. And a lot of that will like a lot of times what I'll see in people is it brings up like, you know, like family generational trauma or like they hear their mom like in their head saying like, this is silly. This is a waste of money. Like you're being dumb for doing this. Like that's what actually can come up a lot of times. And I'm, I've experienced all of these things for myself. I remember being scared that I didn't have the money for a cleaning person when I lived in New York city. And my aunt brilliantly said, I'll pay for it. 
And so my aunt was paying for a monthly clean. It was like a hundred dollars once a month. I had um, someone come and clean my apartment really well. And after like five or six months, my aunt was like, all right, I'm done paying for this. <laughs> and then obviously I saw how much value it provided. And then I just continued to pay it myself. So thank you, Aunt Linda, for doing that. But yeah, how to have balance is like really identifying the identity issue that's preventing you from slowing things down. And then the second thing is what can you delegate? And then what emotions and challenges come up when you try to delegate? All right, last thing. How to upgrade your social circle as you grow. So really considering um, not necessarily swapping people out, but what would it look like to expand your social circle, find healthier, more aligned people long-term that share your values and can lift you up like I was talking about earlier. Um, the three things I would say, one is really um, go after people who have what you seek. So I know for me, like I was very much focused on wanting to build my own business successfully and also wanting to build a healthy long-term relationship. And so with those things in mind, I very much pursued friendships and mentorship and relationships with people who had what I wanted. And I lived in New York City for a long time and I had people who were like, you know, really struggling in their marriage and like thinking about divorce and then a lot of single guys who were like, you know, oh yeah, I'm dating this girl and blah, blah. And I always thought and was trying to find people who had more what I wanted, healthy marriage. Um, they had like a big growth element to their relationship, all these different things. And I don't know, a lot of people were just telling me I was like either too judgmental or too like obsessed with these types of individuals. But if I look back on it, if anything, I would have like even more exclusively with even more, um, you know, higher requirements or like pickiness focused on surrounding myself and spending as much time as physically possible only with people who have what I seek. And I really believe that's super critical. And they say like, have three groups of people, one at your level, one that is below you that you can pour into and help. And I, I think that's important. And then one of people kind of like where you want to be. But I would say really just kind of like have some people you can pour into. And then the rest, I would say like 70, 80% just be people ahead of you where you want to be. Cause that's a good way to stretch yourself and grow. <clears throat> Obviously we want to not overstretch ourselves, but I would really say that's a big one. And then um, oh, and I'll say this too, like underneath that, like when you see people who are like only hanging out with people that they can pour into or only hang out with people that are like not as spiritually evolved as them, that's typically driven by fear and control. Like I want to stay in control. I need to, um, if I surrounded myself with people further along than me, that would create like pain or like I'm scared of how I'm going to grow or transform or, or be uncomfortable. And so a lot of times people will only kind of hang out with people that they're doing better than. So look out if you're doing that in your life. All right. Second thing, kind of practical tip is um, reach out to two people every day and, and make them different people every day. That kind of consistency and putting effort in will create an amazing social circle for you. I see a lot of people like, oh, everyone's flaking. Nobody has time. It's like, well, how proactive are you being? So just make it a rule every day, set an alarm on your phone. I'm going to reach out to two people. I'm going to call them. I'm going to check in. I'm going to see how they're doing. And then I'm going to ask them to get together. And then the last thing I'll say is um, one of my favorite books of all time is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And what he talks about a lot is this kind of concept of how are you adding value to them? So uh, what you want to think about is 
like when you're reaching out to people and trying to get together, not having a, a take mindset, but a give, like how, how people feel when they're around you is really important. And don't be a people pleaser, obviously, but really like taking genuine interest, asking good questions, being really supportive of, of those people. It's all going to come back around to you. So building the social circle through two outreaches per day to new people, adding value to them, taking genuine interest in them and reading how to win friends and influence people if you want. And then um, looking at surrounding yourself with people who have the lives that you want and really kind of pushing yourself to be surrounding yourself with them. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Brendan Burns Show. If it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or in Spotify. Also, please leave us a rating or written review. This helps others learn about the show and spread the word to new and more people. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.